Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by meditation teacher and spiritual guide, Connor Creighton. Hello. Hey Louise, how are you? Very good. Thank you very much for joining me this evening. So you have Time Travel for Beginners happening on April the 8th. Tell me what exactly this is. Um, It's a workshop. Um, it's a, it's a workshop. It's a three-hour workshop. And the idea is that we will get a bunch of people together. It's going to be capped at 20. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to use meditation as a tool to sort of harness awareness. So you establish this awareness. And then when you've got this laser sharp awareness, you're able to kind of penetrate into the core beliefs that are actually running your life. So it's really interesting. All of us, we go around the world with this idea of I want happiness. I want love. I want to be this chill person. I want to relax. But if our core beliefs uh, have this message that like, no, I'm actually afraid of love and I actually am repelled by happiness and um, no, I don't really want to relax. If our core beliefs are this way, it doesn't matter what we want. We're never really going to get it. So it's about kind of like really having a deep look at what our core beliefs are and then dismantling them and creating new ones. How if difficult, yeah, how difficult is that to do? It's it's a matter of, so everything that we do is cyclical, you know what I mean? Like we, everything, our thoughts are cyclical, our behaviours are cyclical, our patterns are cyclical. And it's just a matter of you recognising that if you, that you can create a beautiful life as much as you can create a shit life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if, your life fe- if, if your life feels like you're quite miserable and you're stuck in a certain way, it's about recognizing, oh, I've actually put a lot of energy into creating it this way. And maybe if I reduce some of the energy into creating the negativity, I could siphon it into creating the beautiful positive life that's that that's there and it's it's a real step-by-step thing I'm, I'm, i know it sounds a little um i don't know tony robbinsy hocusy pocusy like <laughs> stuff um but it, it it's one of those things that if you can just begin to recognize hold on i'm 100 percent responsible for what's going on here so why am i creating such a horrible drama when i could be creating something really pleasant and beautiful for myself it's very true because I think most of us believe that somebody else has the power, somebody else makes decisions for us that puts us on a certain path. But I think when you do decide that it is, in fact, you that can change this, if it's something you don't like or want to want to do differently, that you can actually do that. It's a nice yeah, exactly. realisation. Like, totally. Like, and you see it in relationships too all the time. Like you can be, uh, I've had this moment in relationships quite often when you're in an argument with a partner and then you just suddenly have this moment where you go, hold on, let's just stop arguing. And you somehow can do it. You just can make this decision today. I mean, of course, like if if you've really got up ahead of steam, like the last thing you're going to want to do is stop arguing. <laughs> but you can have these moments where you can just go, hold on, let's just shift perspective and not do this. Mm. And everything will be so much nicer. It sounds so simple. And we just need to tune into it. You just need to tune into it and to recognize that like, you know, very much like life is kind of this game that we're playing. It's a simulator um, and it can be a horrible simulator or it can be a real fun simulator. And I, I think the more that you can kind of develop this perspective to just like, oh, I'm going to zoom out for a second and pivot. And and you can do that all the time. Um, I think it can really uh, create like lasting changing patterns. Um, I mean, I, I 
of course, I'm sure there's as many people rolling their eyebrows listening to this as there are or rolling their eyes as they're kind of going, oh, that might work. And I get it. You know what I mean? You either kind of like you're into this sort of stuff or you're not. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a little polarizing, I think. You also use it to do a lot of good work for men as well, don't you? Yeah, well, well, this is the other thing, too, is that like a lot of the stuff that I do with men is all about connected to what the story is around what it is to be a man. Mm. And so many of us men, we grow up with this idea of what the story is to be a man. And the story that we're often told is that, you know, a man isn't vulnerable, a man isn't sensitive, a man never shows weakness. And so we're kind of trained to be these sort of zombie humans who have no attachment to our emotions. And it just it, it creates all these sort of like horrible feeling blockages inside our bodies where we're just we're miserable. So kind of gathering men together to sort of rewrite the story of what is a man, you know, and change the beliefs of what is a man is it, so fruitful because you can then have you can then have men saying, oh, so it's OK for me to be sad. It's OK for me to be scared. It's OK for me to be insecure. And this ultimately just improves men's relationships with each other, but then also it improves them with with women as well. You've created um, a really nice community as well with the Dublin Boys Club. Yeah, yeah. Myself and myself and Al Mazer, we we started that and um, it it just grows and it kind of takes care of itself. And it's Mm -hmm. a it's just a beautiful way that men gather. And we all it is, is we sort of stipulate that like there's a certain form of communication that we want um that it's not like there's a rule you can't you can't like banter and stuff but the idea is that we've created a place for heart-to-heart communication and that's the kind of communication that we want to see there because men don't have those outlets for that communication anywhere else why is that do you think it's because of how we're trained Mm. um it's because of how boys are raised. It's because of the school system where we are. There's a kind of it's a little bit like this story of masculinity that I talked about earlier. You know, it's this idea that there is a set of rules of how a man can be. And slowly, like it's phenomenal, like even in my generation, I see how those roles have like collapsed. I'm I'm, by, I'm just I'm at home with my parents now. And, you know, just hanging out with my dad, I see that's a sort of a. My dad is like a an earlier version of of technology than I am. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's like, a, and I see how little access he had to emotional stuff, and then I imagine how his his dad had even less access. So slowly, what we're doing as men is we're kind of we are undoing a lot of this training, um, which has been a part of a, a man's path for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And um, we're in undoing it and, and allowing men to become uh, fully emotional humans. Um, That's obviously going to take some time because, as you say, it's been existent in the world for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. But um, I feel each generation that comes on the planet is just so much more incredible than the last. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, I have I have a lot of hope that the that the next generation will really kind of undo an awful lot of the crap that we've sort of had to put up with. I just hope we don't leave them in such a horrible, anxious, 
rattled state that they can still actually do some of this work. Hopefully, hopefully. And yeah. I've seen you speak about before feminine energy and I've seen it a lot on social media. But what exactly does this mean? Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's this is kind of, I, I, I guess it's it's a term to describe something that is quite difficult to describe. And I imagine that maybe in 30 or 40 years, we won't even use these words anymore. Mm. But it's it's not connected to women uh, so there's, every human ha- is sort of comprised, and and this is kind of a pseudoscience sort of a t- talk here, but every human is comprised of, say, like a feminine energy and masculine energy. And de- regardless of whether they're male or female, we have this mixture. And feminine energy is typically something that is sort of connected to, to intuition. It's connected to um, emotional things it's connected more to um our 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 sort of a uh, uh, sensual world and and for many men um we're completely um we're completely cut off from our feminine side so we're completely cut off from just instinct like in, in our our intuitional things we're completely cut off from understanding the energy around us or even we're cut off from like the playful side of our bodies, you know, dancing, mm. movement, poetry, things like this. And um, I think some of the work that I do with the men's work stuff and men's groups is showing men that it's safe to connect back to their feminine sides. It's showing men that it's sort of it's OK to it's OK to dance. It's OK to express. It's OK to emote. Um, and it's okay to base your decisions on a feeling rather than always this kind of very masculine idea of, well, there has to be a reason behind it and has to be rational, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is quite crippling when you're stuck inside a masculine framework all the time. And um, I feel as well, and this is where I get a little bit more woo-woo and esoteric, but I feel like kind of the big change that's happening with humans at the moment is that feminine energy seems to be flooding the world mm-hmm. um, and is a big pushback against what has been a long period of very dominant, quite ugly, masculine energy. And um, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, it's only a positive. And like that's kind of a, a thread that's kind of run through our whole conversation. It's this kind of being able yeah. to attach to yourself and, and really kind of figure out who you are and what you want to be. Yeah. And then to use this to care for others, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a big part of the feminine energy is this sort of, hey, let's build a community Mm -hmm. based on trust and love and care. Uh, Whereas the masculine energy is a little bit more like, what can I do for me? Mm -hmm. Harsher. Yeah. Right. How can I just Mm -hmm. like you take care of you and I take care of me and it's a race to the top Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So which is a very sad mm -hmm. existence, really, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of been it like it's if I mean it's sort of it it is our existence at the moment. It's sort of how we live in late stage capitalism, and that has to change. And I feel this idea of kind of being more sharing and more compassionate, and more caring and loving towards each other, is is definitely an energetic wave that is that is coming in at the moment. Which is part of that. A lot of that is sort of stuff that I try and kind of weave into my workshops and teachings and so on. Yeah, it's lovely to see. All right. So, how can people find out more about the workshop at the weekend? 
Well, it, it's at a place in Dublin called The Space Between. And mm-hmm. uh, if you go to The Space Between, if you go to their website, it's thespacebetween.ie, I think. I'm pretty sure it is. If you go to The Space Between, um, you can book there. It's it's Saturday morning from 11 o'clock to 2. So it's a three-hour workshop. And I think there's just like a couple of places left. So, um, yeah, I... Um, don't dilly dally. There's also I'm doing something tomorrow evening as well. I don't know if this would be out in time, but um, also in the space between. Um, Excellent. So all the information will be up on their website for both. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Connor Creighton, thank you so much for chatting to us. Oh, thank you, Louise. Have a lovely evening.